Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And so, here we go. This is called Release Your Past. When we first met, you told me things I will never forget. But as the truth was revealed over time, I realized that you are living a double life. You said that you were a single man, but the truth is you were in a relationship. You led me to believe that she was the one who ended it months ago, way before I came into your life. Now I am forced to make your wrong choice right. I wish it was easy for me to up and walk away while something keeps telling me that I should stay. When we are apart, I really do miss you. But the idea of sharing you is something I just can't agree to. Wow, two girlfriends at the same time. This whole relationship was built on lies. I wish you had released your past and now there is no turning back. It is best that I just say goodbye because she doesn't deserve your lies and neither do I. Crazy how I once believed that we'd last, but the truth is you never released your past. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, normally I just literally do improv. Whatever is on my heart, I just speak it. However, this was actually laid on my heart earlier this week. And so now I have been released, so to speak, to share it. So yeah, I did a whole lot of writing. So here we go. Rejection comes in many forms. Written by yours truly. So here we go. The truth about rejection from my personal perspective. Rejection comes in many forms. For example, you have an idea and so you pitch it to a potential client and you receive a denial letter in the mail. They have opted to go a different route. Now that is a form of rejection. Another example, you have a paper due in one of your college courses. So you spend all night and most of the next morning doing your very best to prepare your paper, which is due by noon the next day. You imagine getting an A plus. In fact, you are so confident that you will receive an A plus or no less than an A. So you smile to yourself, A very proud smile indeed. As you turn in your A-plus paper to your professor. As time goes by, you eagerly await the day your professor returns your proudly written paper to you. 
you gleefully take your newly graded paper back from your professor and then you quickly turn over the paper from its face down position in order for you to see that beautiful bright red A plus staring right back at you located in the top right hand corner of your beautifully written paper. However, instead, there is an ugly B minus. When you see that grade, oh, when you finally see that grade, you are now fighting back the tears. So much to the point that the knot begins to form in your throat. You were supposed to receive an A+. Plus. You felt it in your gut. Surely this is someone else's paper, you think to yourself. But as you scan the room, as well as the entire paper, it is clear that your name is at the top of the paper and that this is your grade. Not to mention the paper is written in your handwriting. <laughs> so yes, it is your paper. Suddenly, your head falls. You begin to think back to all of the hours and the sleepless night you spent and you put into writing your paper. You were extremely proud to place your name at the top of that paper. However, after seeing that red B minus, you are crushed. You're disappointed. You're hurt. Quite frankly, you're devastated. Then you have a feeling come over you. A feeling of your best is not quite good enough. You take a moment to process it all. You then take another moment to look over all of the red marks which covers each section of your written masterpiece. Suddenly, not only are you disappointed in your grade, you are feeling overwhelmingly rejected. What do you do? Do you lay your head in your folded arms and cry yourself a river on your desk? Do you call your professor all sorts of names aside from the <laughs> child of God inside of your head? Do you call your professor over to your desk and challenge the grade as well as the grader? Or do you simply accept what you cannot change? Which at this point possibly is your professor's mind. Do you opt to study your professor's comments, take detailed notes, expand your mind and learn how to write your next paper utilizing your professor's suggestions. This perspective would help you to prepare better for the next paper. You simply saw an A+. However, maybe it isn't quite time, quote unquote, for that A+ to manifest. Maybe it requires for you to focus more, to stop being anxious, to get more rest, 
to drink more water and to study your notes more efficiently so that you can be more effective and you won't make the same mistakes the next time another paper is due in that professor's class. Trust me, I know that rejection doesn't quote unquote feel good. It never does. However, at least you are feeling something, right? In fact, I have heard many times before that rejection is God's protection. But what if no matter how true this statement may be, you don't feel protected. Because just because we hear that rejection is God's protection, this does not mean that we will feel protected at all. In fact, we may feel the complete opposite, which would be unprotected. We may feel rejected in the worst of ways. Now, where would the protection be there? And how can we turn that negative feeling into a positive feeling. First, the protection comes in knowing that you have been exposed to an emotion, that you have been triggered by an action, and now, and you now are aware that there is an area that you need to address. The protection comes in bringing this to your attention so that in hopes that you can put in place ways to guard your heart so that should anything similar to this take place again in the near future, you will have the tools you need to overcome it the next time. That is a way of being protected. So sometimes the protection is not necessarily immediate, but if you put the lessons that you learn in place, those become the tools that you need to protect and guard your heart. I hope that makes sense. So before we dive into how we can turn a negative feeling into a positive feeling, why don't we take a look at what rejection truly means? According to the Oxford Dictionary, Rejection as a noun is the dismissing or refusing of a proposal, an idea, etc. Or it is the spurning of a person's affections. Spurning means reject with disdain or contempt. Contempt means the feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration. It is worthless and it deserves scorn. Scorn means the feeling or the belief that someone or something is worth less or despicable. Now, none of this sounds very pleasant, does it? I know it doesn't to me, nor does it feel pleasant either. Would you agree? Now, if you are someone who has had ideas, points of views, wanted to be affectionate towards someone, etc. But 
your ideas, your points of views, your affection, none of those things have been accepted, believed, taken seriously, or even considered in times past, or maybe even now. My heart truly does go out to you because trust me when I tell you, honey, I can relate. So how do we combat rejection? How do you combat the feelings of being rejected, the emotions which come with rejection and the aftermath of what being rejected truly brings? Remember, rejection can come from your peers, from your friends, from your family members, from your colleagues, from total strangers, and even from your spouse. Rejection can cause a person to feel underappreciated, ashamed, extremely sad, sorrowful, grieved in their spirit, angry, bitter, disconnected, and or hurt, just to name a few feelings that could potentially surface after someone experiences rejection. Now, how do we combat rejection? My first response is forgive quickly. However, let's take a look at what Joseph in the Bible did when he was forced with re- when he was faced with rejection. How did Joseph respond when he was rejected by his brothers? Y'all, not only was Joseph rejected By his brothers, he was hated by his brothers. That's like taking rejection to a whole other level. And the reason being is because in their hating him so much, they hated him to the point that they plotted to kill him. Yeah, you heard me. Joseph's brothers plotted to kill him. His own flesh and blood. This, in my opinion, is rejection on a whole different level. Excuse me. But Joseph chose to forgive them and to love them. And this is why I truly believe. (coughs) Excuse me. This is what I truly believe. That because Joseph, his heart posture was in the right place, the Lord was with him, excuse me, while he was in prison. And the Lord showed Joseph his faithful love. Before Joseph knew it, he became one of the prison warden's favorites. This, my dear friends, was the Lord's doing. My second response would be to surrender your feelings of rejection to God. No matter how devastated, crushed, hurt you may be, turn it over to God. If you don't know him, I encourage you to try him for yourself. However that looks, excuse me, because I've tried him. And I know him to be a very present help in times of trouble, in times of sorrow, 
in times of rejection. He has been my protection. You name it. He can help us to turn a negative experience into a positive one. Some way, somehow. And for those Bible scholars out there, I encourage you to read Genesis 39, 21. Excuse me, if you don't already know about the Joseph testimony, pretty much, then check it out and keep reading until (laughs) you feel that it has been confirmed within you. But nevertheless, there are ways to combat the feelings of rejection. Now, I only named two ways, which was to forgive quickly and to turn it over to God. But for those of you that don't believe in God and for those of you that don't believe in forgiving, because there are some people that they just, you know, they'll hold a grudge until they take their last breath. Lord, help you, (laughs) because that also takes energy to do. Excuse me. However, the other ways that you can combat rejection is that you can write it in a journal. You can write about how being rejected makes you feel. You can write about how it makes you view the individual who has rejected you. You can even write a prayer of forgiveness if you, you know, if you want to. I remember I was going through something and I'm always going through something. But in this particular situation, I was going through something and it was laid upon my heart to take every person's name that has ever caused me offense in any way, form or fashion and to write their name down on a piece of paper and to pray over them. Not a wicked prayer, a holy, righteous prayer. I'm going to give you an example. It was similar to forgive them, Father, for they know not what they did to me type prayer. And to ask God to bless them. Despite how they had offended me. And every time a person's name would pop up in my head, I would grab a piece of paper. I had so many strips folded of it, people that I had, and it's things that were coming out or coming up that I had totally forgotten about over the years. But those were offenses that I most likely had never talked to them about, that they were not even aware that they offended me. But I needed to get that off of me and out of me. And so I practiced writing their names down. And putting a scripture over them so that when I or if I cross their path, I would not be triggered so easily by seeing them because I'd already prayed to forgive them. I'd already prayed over them for their blessings to overflow. I'd already prayed over my enemy, so to speak, because sometimes your enemy could be someone that you are close to. And it's not necessarily that they're your enemy per se, but because of how they're being used against you in that moment, they can be viewed as an enemy. And I believe that that's why God tells us to pray for our enemies, because sometimes your enemy is not who you're thinking. Your enemy could be your best friend. I'm just saying. And so you can write this in a journal. You can call a therapist to unpack how being rejected makes you feel. You can write a song 
You can plant a garden. You can take a nap. You can take a bath. You can take a shower. You can take a walk. You can pick a room in your home to declutter. Pick a drawer in your home to declutter. I did that the other day. And to be honest with you, it actually felt really good (laughs) to declutter a drawer. Okay. You can call your friends or family members. You can pick a spot to go hang out at, but y'all better make sure that y'all give each other six feet because we are still in a pandemic. Some people are, you know, forgetting, but yeah, COVID is still around. And you can pray about it. You can surrender what it is, those feelings that you're allowing to go through you, but they don't have to stick or and stay there. So you can do that. You can process it that way. You can fast and pray about it. But whatever you do, please don't beat yourself down because of it. Remember, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So if you are someone who has experienced rejection, you don't know how to deal with it. Let's I'm just going to give you an example. Let's say that you literally have never been in a relationship before and you decide to enter into a relationship. And this is the only person that you've ever known relationship wise. And maybe y'all have been together for five years and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, You're thinking that y'all are about to have this fantastic celebration to be able to celebrate y'all's five-year anniversary. And while you're sitting across the table with your boo, they tell you they are ready to bounce. That's a feeling of rejection. You may not know how to process that at that moment. Give yourself time to do just that. Process what you've heard, process how it feels. It's going to be different for everyone. That was just an example. But if you are someone that has encountered that and you don't necessarily know how to deal with rejection, don't make it a point to make a quick decision based off of something you don't fully understand. Take time out to process the why. Take time out to process the pain. And then take that information and try to figure out what your new normal will look like without this person you've been with for five years. Maybe you'll eventually get to the point that y'all can be friends. Maybe you won't. What does that look like for you? What does that look like for them? Maybe you have to reset new boundaries where they don't have access to you any longer like they used to. They can't just pick up the phone and call and you answer on the first ring. Maybe you've got to create safe boundaries for yourself so that you won't be tempted to now be in a toxic situation where you're so soul tied that you don't know how to release yourself from them. And so now they're using you instead of treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. However that looks like, this is just an example. But do your best to process that. Pay attention to how you're feeling and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling anytime that you experience rejection. Because a lot of times it's the current situation giving you notice that you have unresolved issues, most likely from your past. And if you could uproot 
those issues, then that current situation may not be as major as you made it. And that's another way that you're being protected, because if you can discover where the root cause comes from, then you can put those tools in place to protect you so that if something begins to look similar to that in the near future, you already have the tools in your toolbox to be able to overcome that and to be able to do it Godspeed. So I hope that this encourages someone. I'm going to read a letter to my future hubby. The date is February the 8th of 2022. And here it goes. Dear future hubby, how have you dealt with rejection? Past or present? Have you let it fester inside of you over days, over years, over months? You know, those feelings of rejection. Well, my prayer for you is that God would uproot any residue of rejection that may be lingering, which you are not even aware of. I ask that God would sever all soul ties connected to rejecting you from your past, your present, and even your future. I speak life into you right now. I speak, an ex I speak acceptance of you and of us. I plead your cause before God. May you experience peace that surpasses all understanding in every area of your life, even now. In Jesus' mighty name, I decree the victory over the enemy. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But this is going to conclude my episode on today. And please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. And thank you for listening. Bye.